Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic today. Is April 5th, 2017. My name is Phil Prosperike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And uh, hopefully going to run through this kind of quickly. I've been trying to trying to catch up on, on a little bit of sleep here lately as the season's winding down. Uh, so I'll have a couple quick thoughts here after the Orlando Magic's 122-102 loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'll have a complete recap of that game. Then I'm going to discuss a little bit about how the Magic have been weathering runs of late and uh, what possibly the reasons for that is, and then talk a little bit about how pace has affected their defense uh, to some extent. So I do want to try and get into some of those issues on today's show. Like I said, I'm going to try and move through things a little bit quicker today uh, so I can be fresh and ready for Thursday's game against the Brooklyn Nets and a little bit beyond. But let's start with the Magic's loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers, a 122-102 loss in Cleveland. Game was probably, maybe, I'm probably deluding myself here by saying it was probably closer than that final score indicates, Uh, but the Cleveland Cavaliers were certainly the better team. There was an air of inevitability that Cleveland was going to take charge and win the game. Uh, You know, when you have LeBron James, that seems to be how things happen. And eventually they did. Uh, The third quarter was the decisive quarter in this game. 43-20 in Cleveland's favor. They made 9 of 13 three-pointers. 9 of their 18 three-pointers came in that third quarter. And Orlando simply had no answer. Uh, The Cavs would drive and kick and drive again and kick or swing to the weak side. And the Magic's defense was just kind of tied in knots. I mean, I I can't really explain it in any other way. Uh, The the Cavaliers were just, uh, they're a team that that, that demands and stresses your defense out so much. You got to hope that they're missing shots or making mistakes which they were in the first half. Orlando had a two-point lead at halftime, very much, I wouldn't say in control of the game, but feeling good about the way they were playing for sure uh, and and with every opportunity to win the basketball game. Uh, the Magic just could not pull it out in the end. Um, certainly just d- didn't have the firepower for, for lack of a better term or better phrasing of it. Um, the Magic just did not have the firepower to win this basketball game game. Uh, Cleveland does this. They, they go on these big scoring binges. They're one of the, they're, I think they are the best offense in the league this year. Uh, LeBron James with a triple-double, 18-11-11. Kevin Love was, was a huge matchup nightmare with the Magic since they go, went small and wanted Aaron Gordon on LeBron James. So they had Evan Fournier guarding him early. Love got going a little bit early. They, the Magic did a good job scrambling to to get, the, get things back on track from there. But Again, just just this when you have a team like Cleveland, who's you know is really good, and can put a lot of stress on on a, on a defense by creating off the dribble, and you have a team like Orlando who, who struggles at that, and the offense has come and gone even even in this stretch. It, it just felt inevitable that Cleveland was going to make that punch, and the Magic even knew it. Evan Fournier said heading into the locker room at halftime to Dante Marcatelli on Fox Sports Florida 
that, you know, Cleveland's going to come and try and punk us in the, in the third quarter. And, you know, we got to take that, they, they got to take that punch uh, and not let the game get out of hand. And, and, and the Magic largely did. They fell behind by 15, 16 points. They just could never get things back. And and once Cleveland started hitting threes, and they hit threes at, at such an incredible rate in that third quarter, the Magic were trying to force things offensively and couldn't get their offense back on track either. And that's, that's what I'll talk about here in just a moment uh, as Orlando just could not reel, them, reel the Cavaliers back in. That's honestly the difference between a good team like the Cavaliers and a team that's struggling like the Magic. Run, I get, other than that, other than that third quarter, the Magic played them even. Essentially, uh, a three po- I mean, three points in the they led 31-28 after one quarter. Pretty much played them even the rest of the game. That third quarter, that 12-minute frame, proved to be a big difference. Cleveland went on an 18-2 run to take firm and final control of the game. Orlando cut the lead down to 12. Frank Vogel had a had a weird comment um, about uh, you know it, it says something that the Magic fought to to keep it from going to 40 instead of you know, fought back from 20, didn't let it get, get to 40. I, I guess that's a moral victory of, of sorts. I don't know. Uh, but I, I will grant them this. They still played hard. Cavaliers are just a better team. Uh, and when you're play, and sometimes when you're playing a better team, that's all you can do. Uh, it was Cleveland's night tonight. They certainly still have their concerns. They were really, really sloppy and, and seemingly disinterested in the first half. They... Tightened up. They looked better in the second half. Uh, didn't let the Magic kind of get themselves going. Took control of the game and kind of eased off the throttle from there. So, relatively easy win for the Cavaliers. Orlando ends up shooting 38.4% for the game. 11 for 33 from beyond the arc. 25 for 26 from the foul line, which is a good sign, of course. 14 turnovers for the Magic, including 4 from Aaron Gordon in a uh, kind of come-back-to-earth game for him. He finished with, 11, with 12 points on 5 for 14 shooting. Magic's leading scorer for the game was Evan Fournier, 21 points, 5 for 12 shooting. Uh, you know, did okay. Uh, I think LeBron was on him for a good chunk of the game, uh, so he had to kind of find his offense. And, and the Magic offense really struggled. Alfred Payton, only 12 points, 6 assists. Uh, Mario Azonia came off the bench, provided some good minutes with 13 points. A lot of that coming at the end of the game. But um, Mario Mario had a really good really good game, uh, and that, that deserves some note. Terrence Ross, also 12 points for the Magic. Joining Meeks 11 on 2-for-7 shooting. Again, Orlando's offense just did not really seem to be to be clicking. They're doing enough in the first half to take a lead. But but again, that air of inevitability remained, and the Cavaliers eventually took the game. They shot 53.7% from floor again, 18-for-36 from beyond the arc. That is tough to overcome. Kyrie Irving leads the way with— or Kevin Love leads the way with 28 points, 11 rebounds. Kyrie Irving with 24 points, 8 assists as the Cavaliers win— 122 to 102. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And like I like I said, the game really turned in the third quarter. I mean, the, the third quarter was essentially the determining factor in the game. Orlando was up by two entering the third quarter. They give up 43 points, lose that quarter 43-20, and, and that's it. That's the ball game. And lately... 
the Magic have, have had this struggle, and it's probably not even lately, but it's been very noticeable lately because they've lost games that, that they should win because they give up big runs. It was 18-2 in the third quarter of the Cavaliers uh, on Tuesday. It was an 11-0 run to start the fourth quarter to break a tie game Saturday in Brooklyn, a, a, a seemingly winnable game for the Magic. It was... Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, I, I, I wrote down the run, it was like 11-2 run, um, and then another 6-0 run at the end, uh, but it was a big run from Russell Westbrook that cost the Magic a win uh, on Wednesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And yeah, Russell Westbrook's incredible in that game, but Magic that was a game the Magic let slip. And so, that common theme there is the Magic give up runs, and, and every team's going to give up runs. But the Magic could not stop the bleeding. I remember watching this game against Cleveland. I remember watching the game against Oklahoma City and saying, the Magic just need to make a shot. They need to get a shot to go in, and the bleeding's going to stop. And the good teams understand this, or the good teams know how to weather these storms and get that shot, get that opportunity. I mean, obviously, it helps to have the players that can do it. Russell Westbrook can do that by himself. He can break a run. The Brooklyn Nets, because they play at such an incredibly fast pace, I think they're the fastest-paced team in the league, and this is important for Thursday's game. When Orlando was missing shots, Brooklyn was running, and they were breaking guys down off the dribble, and they were working together to get good shots. The Magic are still figuring that part out. And so while the Magic's offense has been better. They're, they're 23rd in the league in offensive rating since the All-Star break. 103-1 offensive rating, I believe. It's better than it was before. So while the Magic's offense is better, they're still struggling to find that way out of a hole or out of these ruts that perpetuate these big runs. And granted, again, LeBron James does a lot by himself that is very hard to stop. Russell Westbrook does a lot by himself that is very hard to stop. But still, the Magic have the power to at least make these, these our stay as these runs not as damaging. They have the ability to, to, to stop the bleeding. If not stop the bleeding, slow it down a little bit. Give themselves a chance to get back into a rhythm and find and and make adjustments defensively. And for the last week at least, you look at all the you look at all these losses, even in Boston, third quarter, Celtics went on a run um, in the third quarter that brought them back in the game and they were down 10. And I think Orlando did a better job stopping that run than they did these other games. But you know, you give up eleven unanswered. You 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 take in a run that puts you down 10, 15 points. That's damaging. And and even Frank Vogel recognized that, that as Cleveland was making shots over and over and over again, the Magic body language naturally drooped, and they got a little bit discouraged. And they couldn't find someone or play or a shot that could, re, that could get the conference back going again. You know, Fournier even said it after the game, I think, on, on Fox Sports Florida, that... Seeing just one shot go in can change the conference level. And the Magic just could not get that shot to go in. It felt 
just like last Wednesday, just like in Brooklyn, just like tonight, it felt like the offense was really stagnant, that, that someone was trying to force this action to get the team going again. Nikola Vucevic is part of that, perhaps. he uh, He's someone the Magic should be able to turn to, and, and he struggled on Tuesday night to, to get that good look. And Wednesday night he did. Wednesday night he missed a lot of shots that, uh, against the Thunder, he missed shots that he would normally make. Tuesday night he was getting pushed off a spot, and he was fading away, and you could tell he was, he was rushing and pressing to get that basket to, to kind of break the run and give the Magic a chance to exhale. It never came. And I, I always like to say there are a ton of differences between good teams and bad teams. Good teams put their players in roles that they can they can succeed in. Bad teams ask their players to do too much. Good teams have benches they can rely on, uh, have a culture that allows for guys to kind of plug and play. Bad teams struggle with this. It's inconsistent. Consistency is a big part of it. Good teams know how to stop the bleeding, how to make sure a 10-4 run or threat to their lead doesn't become a blowout. Orlando allowed that to happen again, where they couldn't quite stop the bleeding. And they got to figure out a way to, to, to do that. They've got to find a way to, to find that, that inner strength to do that. Because right now, they can't really rely on their defense. Their defense has really let them down even after the All-Star break. Because defense is obviously the easiest way to generate offense. When another team's making their push, it's tougher to defend because there's a lot of confidence coming your way. There's a lot of momentum coming your way. And so, this is where the Magic are at next. You build a winning culture... You learn how to slow these things down. You learn how to get that important bucket to regain confidence. Instead of letting a five-point deficit become 15. That's what happened Tuesday. Magic let a two-point lead become a 15-point deficit. Fairly quickly. And so add that to another lesson to learn for this young team trying to grow up and make something out of these final games of the season. And it's not just the offense. It should be noted. Uh, the defense, as I said, has, has had its issues since the All-Star break too. The defense, too, has not quite been able to get itself going. And Frank Vogel's a defensive-minded coach, and I'm sure he's just as frustrated as, as, as everyone else is that he can't get the defense to work. And defenses around the league have struggled. I mean, versus, I mean Vogel's had to come around to the fact that versatility... Uh, and athleticism and length matter much more than size in today's NBA. He said it before, speed beats size. And so on, on top of all this, the Magic are trying to figure out how to play defense at a faster pace. You tend to get the situation, and I think this is partly what's going, around, going on league-wide, you tend to see teams that like to push the pace. They struggle on defense because they're still going so fast. Or they're trying to create those fast break opportunities. And so, 
you kind of see this this sense sometimes that teams are going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down so quickly that their defense becomes much looser. You play faster, you play with less precision, perhaps. I think that's part of what's going on with Orlando. Is they're still figuring out how to balance playing at a faster pace and thinking quicker and, and getting up shots quicker and playing defense solidly. Some of it's still a personnel problem, for sure. But defense remains a big question mark for the Magic. And so again, the the kind of question is, how do the Magic kind of write this ship? How do the Magic learn how to do this? The, the team's identity is still taking shape. Vogel said after the game in his press conference that on Tuesday that the team is playing better now than they were before. And he's very encouraged by the efforts the team has given and by the direction they're heading. He does see, while they're not getting, and I think even Evan Fournier even said this too, we're playing better. You know, we're still losing. And, and we need to change that. But we're playing better. And I think everyone does recognize that the Magic are playing better. Aesthetically, they're playing better. But they're not going to get anywhere unless they bring the defense under control. They're really going to struggle to take those next steps until the defense plays at a higher level. And that part has been a struggle, too, for this team. To figure out, how do we play this style while still kind of keeping to the, to the same defensive principles that, that we aspired to at the beginning of the year? Maybe these are bigger questions for the summer on, on how to build a team with this identity, with this offensive playing style. Because the offense, it hasn't been, uh, you know, like blowing the world up worthy but the last 10 games, the Magic offense has been more than fine. They've won. They've, they've been in plenty of games and given themselves a chance to win plenty of games because they're scoring enough now. That was, a, that was a problem in December. But they're scoring enough now. And so the question is, how do they become a better defensive team while still maintaining the pace that's, that's helped them become a better offensive team too? And I think that's something the team is still figuring out how to do effectively. First things first, the Magic have to control the pace. And defense is a great way to do that. You know, I talked about the offense a lot, about controlling runs. Putting your foot down defensively and getting a stop does that too. You get a stop, you get a bucket, that changes the momentum back. That gives you confidence that, that you can do it again and you can stop the bleeding. And So you can't have one without the other. That's been kind of the whole thing in this in this post-All-Star break team is the Magic have been really good offensively and really focused on the offensive end, but they haven't reeled things back in defensively. The whole season's been a search for defense, especially with the way the team started. And the Magic makes some nice defensive plays and, and they show flashes, but it's hardly consistent. And the pace does have a little bit to do with that because teams that tend to play with a faster pace tend to struggle a little bit more defensively. The league has changed, so what constitutes good defense has changed with it. 
The Magic can't abandon offense for defense like they did earlier in the year. Or like even they did with their roster construction to begin with. But the Magic do need to figure out a way to play better defense and a way to control their pace and get under control when they're on the defensive end and make sure they get those stops, even if they sacrifice a few fast-break opportunities to do so, even if they sacrifice a few steal opportunities to do so. It's all connected. All the Magic's problems are connected, and and, and it kind of leads to some of the same conclusions that I'm sure you've drawn, that I've drawn, that we all know is at the heart of the Magic's problem and that will resolve in June and July and August. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode. Like I said, I'm trying, I, I tried to make this quick, so I think I did that. Uh, you can, of course, follow the podcast on... Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, at, uh, on iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic, as well as like us on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, check us out at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily and like the site on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. Once again, the Orlando Magic fall to the Cleveland Cavaliers 122-102 to at Quicken Loans Arena. They'll be back in action Thursday against the Brooklyn Nets, finishing off that season series as we are in the home stretch. The final four games of the season, Magic have three games at home, one game left on the road, so last chance to see the Magic uh, end. Uh, Enjoy, enjoy the NBA regular season while it lasts. Uh, again, thank you all for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.